welcome to the Fiercely Faye podcast. I'm your host, Ali Faye, entrepreneur, online coach, and your wellness bestie, here to bring you all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. This podcast is designed to help you expand your mind, shift your perceptions, and be more present. So turn the volume up and put your headphones on. Let's go live life fiercely. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Fiercely Fae. I'm super excited to be here. I'm excited to be back. It feels really good to be back. (laughs) If you guys listened to my previous episode, I had taken about three months off because I wanted to be a little bit more present with life at the moment and what was going on, which kind of goes hand in hand with today's podcast. But I really just wanted to be um, fully present with everything that was going on. There was a lot of changes, a lot of good things, a lot of really, I guess, positive things. Like there was nothing really bad that happened, but it was a huge adjustment in my career and my personal life, everything else. So I just needed to take some time to step back and really unload my plate so that I could be present with all the other things that were really, really, really important to me. So I'm really happy to be back. Thank you guys for being here. I appreciate you guys so much. I hope you guys are still enjoying it as much as I am. Um, But yeah, so we're going to jump into today's podcast and I'm really excited for it. Okay, this one's going to be a good one. In today's episode, we're kind of going to delve into the transformative practice of mindfulness, what it means, and to really explore how cultivating present moment awareness can really be profoundly impactful on our lives. Okay, so let's get started. So if we think about understanding mindfulness, right? Mindfulness, it isn't just this like buzzword. It's a way of really being that can bring about immense clarity and calmness and contentment amidst life's chaos, right? So understanding mindfulness really involves intentionally paying attention to the present moment and without judgment, right? Because not every present moment is all butterflies and rainbows. So whatever the present moment is, whatever situation, whatever your experience is in that present moment, and a lot of times it might just be an experience with yourself and having that self-negative talk or that self, um, self-judgment, self whatever your present moment is, right? It's about acknowledging our thoughts and our emotions, our bodily sensations, and really just the whole environment around us, and then really fostering a state of, I guess, heightened awareness and presence. So how do we get to that point, right? Mindfulness. We know what it means, right? Paying attention to your present moment without judgment, but how do we deeply understand mindfulness, and then how do we really practice it? So I'm going to tell you guys a little backstory. So Um, I think I've talked about this before on the podcast as well, but if you're new here or you're unfamiliar, this will be good for you. But I had my spiritual awakening, if you want to call it that, um, in April of 2018. It was April 18th, 2018, um, through, 
Gabby Bernstein, you guys know she's my favorite author of all time. She literally changed my whole freaking life and was going through a guy that I'd met. We were really good friends and he was already, he was a little bit older than me and he was already through that whole spiritual life and like very spiritual person, very open-minded in a lot of different ways. And he introduced me to Gabby Bernstein and was like, this woman here like changed my life and da-da-da. And she's an author from New York. And you, I think that you would really benefit from her. And I think that how you are, like your morals and your values and your belief systems would really align with hers. And I think that she would have a breakthrough with you. So for a really long time, I dove into everything Gabby Bernstein. I was following her on social media. I was tuning into all of her lives. I was doing Q&As with her on social media with other people um, through her lives and stuff. I was signing up to her manifestation on her websites. I was just, I was, every book that she had, I was buying them from chapters, (laughs) reading them and then applying them and taking notes and highlighting taking a highlighter inside all of my books, which is why I don't hand out any of the, <laughs> any of those books because they're so, so dear to me. Um, and they're just full of highlighter and a bunch of different notes. But she really, truly changed my life. The first book that I started with from hers, it's not her first book, but it was newer at that time. It was her brand new book at that time in 2018 called The Universe Has Your Back. And it literally changed my entire life. It changed my perception on myself and on others and my experiences. It changed my way of thinking. It helped me reprogram myself to unlearn really toxic self-defense mechanisms in my thoughts and how um, I navigated through certain situations. It truly unlocked so much potential that I had that I was just barricading in, you know, chains and a lock out of like protection and defense mode. And a lot of childhood trauma that I was holding on to and a lot of resentment that I was holding on to, a lot of anger and sadness. Like this book, when I tell you, changed my entire life. I mean, it changed my entire life. She walked me through meditations and it, I like guys, I was this girl that would like laugh if somebody was like, yeah, I meditate and I do this and that. I was like, okay, like nobody meditates. Like that's such an overrated thing. Like I was just so negative and just in this space of like, nobody's that happy, right? Because I was so sad and I just had so much pain that I was holding on to for like 20 years of my life, like really deep, deep pain from different things that happened to me as a child to going through my court trial to the abusive relationships back to like my parents, my family and my upbringing and being in a like really cold military family growing up in Germany, like everything in my life was just really like cold and hard and strict. And then when you add in like this young, vulnerable little girl who had such a big heart and like wanted to do all these big things and had all these big dreams in life and then sort of ball and chain her up and then put her through these different experiences, it really forced me to hide my heart and to hide my full potential and like all the love that I had to give. And I knew it was there, 
But I was just anytime I saw somebody else just like happy, like overly happy, I was like, that's fake. <laughs> like how many of you guys have seen somebody on social media who's just like so bubbly and happy and positive and they're calm and you're like, dude, nobody is that happy. Like what? No, it's so fake. Like who is this person? Like what are you trying to portray, right? If you've experienced that, like that was who I was at the time because I just held so much of my own pain inside and I was projecting that. So when I tell you The Universe Has Your Back, that book by Gabby Bernstein changed my entire freaking life. It changed my entire freaking life in probably a matter of five to eight chapters. I remember chapter five was um, discovering my universal sign and the next day I read it um, at nighttime and then I went to bed the next day, everything, and I've talked about this with my friends, it's insane. The next day, everything from that chapter was popping up everywhere. And I was like, holy shit, there's no way this is happening. And I was in denial for a really long time. And by the end of the day, <laughs> I was like, you hey, know, this shit is real. Like, you can't make this up. Like, you cannot make this up. And then I would spend time with my uncle, who's really, really close to me. And we're both Geminis. Our birthdays are like 10 days apart. And uh, he would, we'd go for walks or we'd go for restaurants and stuff or like we'd just hang out. We'd just hang out and he would start like these things would start happening and I would call them out and I'm like, oh, my God, like, did you see this? Did you see that? And, da, da, da. and he's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I don't understand. I have like goosebumps right now, you guys talking about this. It, it was so wild. It was so insane. And I'm just so glad that you know, over time, people around me started to see it as well. And they were like, holy shit, like, you can't make this up. Um, And that's just one chapter. That's just chapter five. (laughs) So anyways, diving into it, um, back in April of 2018, I had my spiritual awakening. And it was through that book and through my experiences thereafter, that I was really able to see and understand what mindfulness really was. And for a long time, I like I've never prayed before like you guys know I'm very like spiritual now but um never was religious or anything but we like we didn't have church growing up we weren't um like there's no prayers or anything or like crosses and things around the house like we're all baptized like we're Roman Catholic but there was no like religion or spirituality ever around me in my life growing up so this was a totally new experience and I started to, after that book, I started, or even in the middle of it, actually, I started to do prayers and I started to do mantras and I started to really have like a touch with myself and have like that in touch with myself where I was able to connect to different parts of me that were so closed off that I didn't even realize they were closed off. And in order to do that, you have to be mindful, obviously, right? And like really self-aware in your present moment. So through the meditations and through that book, I was able to connect with myself on different levels. And one of them that still to this day, I practice all the time, anytime anytime it comes up, I'm able to like nip it in the butt and like practice this right away. But it took a long time to get there. So what it is, is every time you have, some sort of negative thought, whether it be a negative thought or a a negative feeling. So whether it be towards you, towards somebody else, towards a situation, maybe you're stuck in traffic, you're going to be late for work, you're all pissed off, 
right? Or maybe you woke up late and then you're spilling your coffee and like you're just in a rush, like whatever it is, <laughs> literally whatever it is that you're just like in this negative headspace or you have negative thoughts or negative feelings or you're upset about something, catching yourself in that moment, the second you have that thought or that feeling before anything else ever happens, you nip it in the butt right away and you say, okay, pause. Okay, Allie, take a breather. I need to acknowledge my thoughts and feelings. I understand that I'm upset right now, right? What can I do to change this? Is this in my control or is it out of my control? Right? You pause for a second and you allow yourself to realign with your thoughts and your feelings. You don't judge yourself for your thoughts and your feelings, right? You don't justify it. You don't validate it. You don't affirm it or anything, but you allow it to kind of flow through you by being present with it. And then from there, I would have a prayer or like a mantra in my phone, in my notes, which I still do. <laughs> I have different prayers and different mantras for different things. And, but I had one specifically that was targeted towards anytime I had a negative thought or negative feeling. So if I was on my way to work and I was late or running late and then traffic and I was just like more things kept coming up where I was just like gonna be more and more and more delayed for arriving at work on time. I was getting frustrated and upset and everything else. And then as soon as I would see or acknowledge myself in that state, I would open my phone right away. I'd go in my notes and I would read that mantra and I would read that little prayer. And it, I don't have that the very first one specifically, but it went something along the lines of like, thank you universe for allowing me to see and feel this, um, these thoughts and these feelings. Um, I acknowledge that this situation is out of my control. I'm still going to arrive at work or whatever it was um, safely and I'm healthy and da, da 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 and all will be good or something like that, right? It was a little bit more in depth like that, but something along those lines, just saying like, thank you for allowing me to feel this and to go through this, but um, here's the situation. Is it in my control? Is it not in my control? Allow it to flow freely through me and then I'm gonna come out the other side a little bit more positive. So eventually, that's just like a very vague, it's probably not even a good, a good example, but that's just a really vague description, I guess, of like what my like prayer or what my mantra really was. But I had this little thing in my notes and every time I was in that negative headspace and I was able to acknowledge it right away, I opened my phone and I read that prayer. And over time, it became more and more and more of a habit. And I would catch myself instead of like 10 minutes into me being upset, I would catch myself 10 seconds into me having that initial thought. And I'd be able to nip it right away before it even got external through my actions or through my words or whatever. Um, and now fast forward all these years later, I still now, I'll talk to myself and I'll just be like, oh, okay, calm down. It's not the end of the world. You're gonna be fine et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> but that took a really long time for me to practice that because I had to be self-aware first. And that takes time to build that practice up because it's such a mental thing. But that's just one example of how I was able to practice mindfulness and really cultivate that present moment awareness. And it was by having that little prayer in my phone and being able to eventually catch myself sooner and sooner and sooner until it became like a right away thing and just be like, okay, say my prayer. I'm good. 
right? On to the next. So really understanding mindfulness is a huge, huge thing. And it really provides you so much clarity and calmness. And when life is chaotic, there's nothing better than being able to be calm and really like remove yourself. And even when it came to my communication back in the day, like guys, I was a shitty communicator in person when it came to conflict or when it came to anything. And I would always be able to like write everything out on paper, or like write a book. And I can still do that to this day. And I know some people, if they listen to this, they're going to be like, yep, she definitely can write a novel through text. But, um, but before I just like, I couldn't verbally communicate without getting frustrated and getting upset and raising my voice. And I just like was so hard for me because I was just so frustrated and I couldn't like, my brain would just see red and I would just see black and I just couldn't like, I couldn't get it out. Like everything that I was thinking and feeling, I couldn't get it out. Part of it also was that I didn't have time to process. So in the moment when things happened, I would like flare up and and freak out instead of being calm because I wasn't, it was like a defense mechanism of protection, I guess, of just being able to, to like protect myself in whatever situation and just be like, no, it's <laughs> obviously not healthy, but that's just what it was. I didn't know how to just like be calm and like process and reflect on these things where now it's like somebody could be screaming to me in my face and like, okay, like this is definitely a you problem. Like, I don't know what to tell you, but like we can talk when you calm down for sure. But before, if somebody raised their voice at me, oof, like look out. Like I had such a temper and I'd be like, you want to fucking go? Like, let's do this. Like it was so, so bad. Um, I can definitely still get to that point. Obviously, everybody has their limits, but it takes a lot now. Like it really, really takes a lot. Before, there's no way I would walk away from something. But now, just because I have so much like mindfulness and clarity and like a calming awareness of myself, ugh, I'm just like, you know what? My energy is not worth this. Bye. <laughs> you know, so that all kind of started from that initial thing of practicing whenever I would have negative thoughts and negative emotions, being able to acknowledge them, being able to nip them in the butt and say my prayers and say my mantras and be able to um, really cultivate that that mindfulness and that present moment awareness. So if that's something that you guys are trying to work on or you know you need to get better at, start there, right? Write yourself a little mantra or a little prayer in your phone or on paper or somewhere and keep it with you everywhere you go. Keep it with you. And every time that you catch yourself in a negative headspace or a negative thought or your that domino effect, you wake up late, then you spill your coffee, then you're stuck in traffic, like whatever it might be for you, when you catch yourself having those negative thoughts, feelings, and emotions, say that prayer, right? Throw that out to the universe. It really does magic and it really works miracles for you. And the more that you practice it, the more it becomes second nature um, and it's life-changing. It's honestly life-changing. There's obviously so many benefits of mindfulness and we'll discuss like numerous benefits of mindfulness, which really ranges from like reducing your stress, reducing your anxiety, um, to increased focus, improved emotional regulation, <laughs> which was what I needed. 
um, and obviously just enhancing your overall well-being as a human, right? And there's so much research out there and it's all shown that regular mindfulness practice can really rewire and reprogram your brain and your neurological system and how you respond slash react to certain things, which obviously promotes better decision making and really just your emotional resilience at the end of the day. So like the benefits of really practicing and understanding and learning mindfulness is unlimited and it really truly is life-changing because you begin to shift this internal wiring, this internal programming from how you were from a child and how you protect yourself to how you were as a young adult and how you adapt into adult life and adult world and everybody's different when they're on their own. And to really finding your own voice and being able to navigate through life's chaos and all the things that they don't prepare you for for adult life, right? So the benefits are are insane. And I think like the biggest thing that's really changed in my life, but like outside of myself, obviously, um, is is the relationships that I have now and the people I surround myself with, the experiences that I have now. Because I worked so hard on my self-awareness and my own thoughts, my own feelings, my own traumas, my own triggers, all of those things, because I literally took three to four years and did the work. I did meditations. I did yoga retreats. Um, I threw myself into self-development practices through self-development books, podcasts, live Q&As with different authors like um, Humble the Poet, Gabby Bernstein, Brene Brown, Oprah's um, uh, podcast as well. All of these different things that I threw myself into for three to four years from 2018, that whole journey for me took a really long time. But the biggest thing outside of myself that came from that was the quality of my experiences and the quality of the people that I surround myself with now. Because before I had, I guess, healed myself and like gone through all of those things, um, you know, four or five years before that, the alley, and you guys might resonate with this, like that past version of yourself was still in fight or flight mode, self-defense mechanism, um, you know, just like on complete overdrive all the time. And any sort of conflict would spark that up or trigger or whatever it might be. So when you're in that sort of state, you're not self-aware because you're, you just, you see red and you lash out and you react versus respond and reflect and your experiences are completely different, obviously, right? But outside of that, the people that you surround yourself with, the people that you gravitate towards, the energy that you find yourself connecting to is connected to the energy that you're also putting out, right? I'm not going to, like today, fast forward to today, if you have done the work on yourself and you feel really good, say you went traveling all over Europe and you had all these breakthroughs and everything else, when you come back, you're not going to feel aligned or connected to certain people, places and things, energies that were not, that are not now on that same wavelength that you are now, if that makes sense. 
right? You can't gravitate towards something that doesn't um, connect with you because it doesn't bring your your attention to it because there's no connection. So when you work on yourself and you practice this present moment awareness and you cultivate mindfulness and you really practice that on a day-to-day basis, you start to open up and sort of like remove the blanket that's covering yourself and you see people and situations for what they are and you become this person that's able to say, you know what, this isn't for me or I deserve more, I want more, I deserve better, I want better and that's okay. I think that's where we're supposed to be at so many different aspects of our lives. We are supposed to evolve. If you're not evolving, you're going to stay stuck in the same place. You're going to recycle the same experiences and you're going to be surrounded around the same people that are only holding you back. So learning to understand mindfulness and practice it, the benefits are life changing. I can't express that enough. It's life changing. The techniques to really cultivating mindfulness Um, you know, you can explore various mindfulness techniques, breath, you know, through breath work, mindful breathing exercises, um, body scans, guided meditations, which was a huge one for me in 2018. Um, and really learning how these practices can anchor us to the present moment. It it helps us to let go. And it helps us to let go of like our our worries and our stressors about the past or the future, really. Um, because through these techniques, you start to unlock these different parts of you that require attention, that require healing, that require some love. And you can also, as you progress through that, you can also see it in your own friends and in your own family. And then you become, you start to become sort of that healer for other people as long as you wish for that, right? Like as long as you're open to it. But you're, and what I mean by that is that your conversations become a little bit more authentic. They become a little bit deeper and you're able to understand, I guess, other people's stories or where they're coming from a little bit better because instead of always being stuck in like, well, this is my perspective, this is my experience, this is my, you know, situation from this, you're able to sort of disconnect from your body and you're disconnect from the situation and sort of remove yourself from the box and look inwards to the situation from a neutral perspective, right? looking in from outside the box and you become that person with a lot of different situations, your work situations, relationships, your friendships, um, career path, decision-making, things like that. You're able to really value an experience for what it is rather than just like the forefront to what your ego wants it to be or wants to experience it. So practicing these different techniques of mindfulness is a huge thing. And breath work, let me tell you, I have some clients that are slowly diving into the breath work. And because obviously as a trainer and as a coach, like we talk about your breathing and your bracing all the time when we're exercising and how it really helps you um, to connect to your body a little bit better through those movements. So that way you can have more of a quality, effective movement. And 
some of my clients come from a yoga or Pilates background. So resistance training or like strength training is a little bit different for them. And your breath work is almost completely opposite. Where in yoga or Pilates, things like that, like your breath work kind of flows with your body and in opposite directions with strength training. So it's trying to like unlearn and reprogram yourself when you're doing yoga and when you're doing um, strength training, like resistance training in the gym. So practicing the techniques of being mindful and like cultivating that mindfulness really starts with a lot of breath work and maybe some yoga and meditations. So what do these things all have in common? Like think about that for a second. These things really require you to slow down, right? To be quiet, be in a present moment, to sit still in your thoughts, feelings, emotions, reflect, process. Imagine sitting in a dark room for an hour, pitch black, by yourself, completely quiet, no sound. You wouldn't even be able to hear a pin drop. Now imagine the thoughts and the feelings and the emotions that you would go through when you have to sit with yourself for an hour in a dark room, (laughs) right? It can be life-changing. Like you could have a breakthrough because you're, you're forced to sit in your thoughts. You're forced to sit with yourself. So the techniques to cultivating mindfulness all have that in common for the most part, right? There's so many different techniques, but just talking about like breath work, meditations, yogas, sitting in the sauna, journaling, it really forces you to be one with yourself and process and reflect on your thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And the more that you do that, the more you cultivate that mindfulness because you're forced to sit with yourself and really reflect and process. Which goes into my next thing, overcoming challenges in practicing mindfulness. What does that mean? (laughs) So we've been over the benefits, we've been over the techniques, but overcoming challenges in practicing mindfulness. Address common challenges with individuals where you're faced with starting a mindfulness practice, right? So common individual, uh, common challenges when starting to practice this mindfulness, it's like if you guys ever sat down and tried to meditate for the first time, it's probably so hard to keep your brain off. <laughs> I know for me, it took me months before I had my first successful breakthrough of a meditation. And it didn't last very long either. But once I broke through, the difference that I realized was that I was able to calm my mind. Because if I looked at the first time or the first like 10 times that I sat down and tried to meditate, my eyes were moving, like my eyes are closed, obviously. And my eyes were moving back and forth, back and forth, because I had so many thoughts, feelings, emotions, and random different things going through my brain going through my brain. It was literally insane. Like I could not quiet my mind for my life (laughs) depended on it. 
And I'm still kind of the same way when I go to bed at night. Like my brain is just so active that in meditations, it really took a long time for me to get there. Breath work, meditations, yoga, sitting in like a steam room or a sauna, these things really help you to be still and to calm your mind because of the environment that you're in, right? So common challenges that you might face when you're starting a mindfulness practice is the wandering mind is the biggest thing and difficulty sort of maintaining consistency. Like I said, it took me months of practicing meditations until I finally had my breakthrough. And the best way that I can describe it is beforehand when I was practicing all my meditations, like my mind was racing. I had all these like thoughts, feelings, and emotions going through. My thoughts were all over the place. I would think about one thing and then the next that had nothing to do with each other. Like just crazy. Like my brain was just like black scribbles everywhere. And I would open my eyes and then I would close my eyes. And like I was jittery. I'd move around. I would like, like get up and sit down and like just move myself. Like it was just like so antsy <laughs> physically and mentally just so antsy. The first meditation that I had that was like a breakthrough, I remember sitting there so still and so calm and quiet, didn't move. My brain felt sort of at ease and I had this, I started crying. I started crying and I was thinking about something that was a past past trauma, something I went to court for. And there's a lot of like sadness and anger and resentment based around that experience. And I touched base with that old childhood Allie, that little girl Allie. I connected to her. And it was in that moment where I was in so much fear. I was fucking terrified because I was like, holy shit, what am I experiencing right now? And I wanted to back out. And I couldn't open my eyes. Trust me, I tried. I physically could not open my eyes. And that meditation, I think it was like almost like 47 minutes or something like that. Like 46 or 47 minutes. Like it was a long meditation. And it was the hardest I have cried in my entire life for 47 minutes. <laughs> And I tried to open my eyes. Like I tried so hard and I could not open my eyes. I was so deeply connected to that inner child and to that little girl and to that situation and that experience and the people involved and everything that I was holding on to for like over 20 years. It really was, I have no words. Like (laughs) I have no words. I have goosebumps explaining this. Like it was the moment after it was done, it was the moment that I realized like, holy shit, this is what meditation is. And not every meditation has to be 45 minutes long. Some meditations are only 10 minutes, 12 minutes, 15 minutes, like just short and sweet. I know a lot of people really start their days with meditations. I used to do that as well. And it doesn't have to be always this like 
deep like healing things sometimes it's just a meditation like okay set my tone for the day what do I want to accomplish today affirmations gratitudes like you got this right there's so many different types of meditations not all meditations are meant for like healing and um, affirmations and all these things there's so many different ones just like yoga there's so many different types of yoga for different um, practices and with that meditation that I had. It's never been the same ever since. And every meditation after that, because that was a huge breakthrough for me, I was able to finally overcome that challenge of being able to like sit still, process my thoughts, get them in order, be quiet in my mind, stop jittering and and moving around and everything. But that took me months to do. Like it took me so long to do. Maybe not months, but within like the first month or two of like on this, being on this journey, like it really took me a long time to really practice meditation and to like really nail it down. But once I did that, guys, (laughs) life changing, okay? Magical. So some of the challenges that you guys are going to face when you're practicing mindfulness is just like a wandering mind. And just difficulty of being staying consistent. But it takes time and it takes practice. So keep practicing it, whatever it might be, whether it be yoga, meditation, whether it be journaling, whether it be sitting down and reading a book, right? A self-development book, whether it be trying to practice gratitude in a really negative situation or a negative headspace. These things take time and they take practice. Okay, so overcoming your challenges is just going to be about practicing over and over and over and being consistent with it, okay? Mindfulness in different aspects of life is another one I want to go through with you guys because literally how we, hmm, how do I say this? No matter your situations in life, You could be like, I've been in situations where like my boyfriend was literally physically beating me up and throwing me around the wall, throwing me around the, the, the house, like our apartment, like in those moments, it's really hard to have mindfulness. Like, it's really hard to be like, Allie, I just got into a car accident or Allie, um, a friend or family is not doing very well. They passed away and I feel really sad or I'm going through a breakup Um, I lost my job. Like, it's really hard to be like, yeah, let me just practice mindfulness during this really hard time, right? So there's obviously different aspects of life and we'll examine kind of how mindfulness can be applied to those diverse aspects of your life. So obviously relationships and communication to work, you know, productively and creatively and to overcome Um, obstacles and challenges and to come to um, an understanding or like agreements in your relationships. Understanding the application of mindfulness in these areas can really lead to more meaningful connections and really increase your productivity. So when we think about like relationships and communication, um, the biggest thing I can say is like you got to work on yourself first because if you're not at your best for where you are in that moment, it's hard to communicate how you're actually thinking and feeling. It's hard to even understand what you're actually thinking and feeling. Like sometimes I will 
something will come up. I'll have a conversation with somebody and say my partner says something. It takes me like before the old alley, like I told you guys, I had such a short fuse and that was part of like a defense mechanism that I needed to address, right? And I need to work on. But the old Allie would have just like lashed out and I would have raised my voice. Like I wanted to communicate about it. I wanted it to be better, but I hated confrontation. It made me so anxious and it made me feel like I had to always be in defense mode, fight or flight. And like, it just wasn't a great way of communicating, even though with every ounce of my soul, I didn't want there to be conflict, right? I really cared about this other person. I really cared about, you know, how I show up to the table and how I show up for them. And it was really hard for me to do that because I wasn't taking care of myself. There were so many parts of myself that needed to be addressed and needed to be taken care of and to be worked on. And then fast forward to, you know, being in that place now where you are, you know, healed and healthy and you're calm and you have clarity and you understand how to navigate through your emotions and through these different parts of you that were very triggering before you have more control over now, you're able to come to that same conversation or that same experience in such a different way, right? And how you experience that is going to be 10 times greater in a, in a, in a really good way, right? So it's hard to practice mindfulness Sometimes when you're going through really bad things or really sad things or there's anger and resentment or whatever it might be, but the more that you practice it, the more it becomes easier for you and the more that you're going to have a greater experience later on, right? Because you learn from these different experiences. You learn from our mistakes. We learn from everything that we go through and then we can apply those lessons as so long as we see them as teaching moments. You guys know I call them all the time as teaching moments. So really applying mindfulness in the different aspects of your life can really help you so, so much. And understanding how you connect to yourself and really working on yourself means that you're going to have a lot more meaningful connections with the people around you, your friends and your family, because you're able to come to any situation in a very calm way and you just allow yourself to be in this space of understanding and love and clarity instead of like anger and resentment and like fight or flight and just your obviously your your connections are just going to be so much different your experiences are going to feel so much better and and way more healthy (laughs) right so that's kind of like the relationships part of it which obviously is like a given I feel like we all kind of know that but what about like work right? Your work productivity, your work creativity, whether you create music, you're an artist, you're a photographer, or you just work that nine to five job, whatever it might be for you, how does mindfulness help with work productivity and creativity? Think about that for a second. How Think about your own passions and your own work right now, things that you really enjoy doing. How can you be more mindful in your productivity and in your creativity? Like that's a huge thing for us, right? When we think about those things, sometimes it means 
really navigating through our tasks and our to-do lists and really being mindful of our organization and our time, right? Being mindful of our time and mindful of other people's times will make your life so much easier, right? Being mindful of the type of work that you put out, being mindful of who your audience is and how it connects to them, being mindful of your message, Some people will make, for example, I'm just going to throw an example out, but some people will do music and depending on what you say, it might not be mindful to your audience. It could come off pretty, you know, offensive or derogatory and it's bringing more mindfulness into your message behind your work, right? So that's going to obviously help with your creativity and really being authentic to you at the end of the day. So practicing mindfulness within yourself is gonna help you be a lot more productive and really just broaden your horizons when you think about like your creativity, right? So at work, how can you be more mindful? What is something at work? Like we all have that one thing where we just like breeze over it, don't really pay attention. We're just like, ah, whatever, like I'll do it tomorrow or like whatever it might be right? How can you be more mindful in different areas of your work or your passions, your hobbies that can bring more creativity and and, uh, productivity? It's a huge thing. It's a huge, huge thing. But like I said, the more you practice mindfulness, the more meaningful connections you're going to have and the more creativity is going to align with you in a very authentic way, right? And there's nothing better than expanding yourself in ways that are very authentic and align with your message, but connect in a very positive way with others and with the people around you. And I think I'm going to end this podcast on practical tips for incorporating mindfulness because this is a huge thing. I can't stress enough with like, how how beneficial it is to really add mindfulness practices into your daily life and like your daily routine. And it doesn't have to be huge. So I already talked about one before. I talked about the prayers and the mantras. It's like every time you have like a negative thought, a negative feeling, like I'm just having a shit day. Like why is this happening to me? Why am I going through this? Why does this have to happen? Right? Practicing mindfulness in those moments through prayers or mantras or just like going for a walk, leaving the office or leaving your house, going for a walk on the block, getting some fresh air, right? Just really taking a breather. That's all practicing mindfulness. And that's how you sort of cultivate self-awareness as well, right? Because you're self-aware of your reactions or how you're responding or how a situation is making you feel. And just doing that is what mindfulness is. Okay, so really taking like small mindful moments throughout the day can accumulate and create like a profound shift in how we experience life. And like I said, you're going to improve those connections with people around you. You might even change the people that you surround yourself with, right? The things that you're that you gravitate towards, the things that really align with you, that connect with you. Over time, like as we get older and as we work on ourselves a lot more, 
these things start to shift as well. It's just part of nature. Like as you evolve, so do your experiences. As you evolve, so do your emotions. As you evolve, so do you, so do your goals and your core values and your morals. Right? You can't evolve and then bring everything from your past with you. Like that shit's gotta stay behind. So the more that you practice mindfulness and you really work on yourself. And whether it be personal, whether it be career, professional, whether it be in your relationships with your friends, family, partners, practicing mindfulness with yourself is only going to change your life for the better because how you experience your life and through the people and experiences that you do it through and do it with changes greatly. It changes greatly. The people I gravitate towards now and the connections that I have, the energy that I see myself aligned with now, no way in a million years, five, 10 years ago, maybe five years ago, but like 10 years ago, there's no freaking way that I would even remotely surround myself with that type of energy with those type of people and be in those types of situations. Like there's just no way. Like you couldn't pay me a million dollars to ever go through that again. Like there's just no fucking way. Right? And you guys all have your own things, whether it be a past job. You're like, I would never allow myself to go through that again. Or I would never work for somebody like that again. Or I would never do that type of work ever again. Right? Or relationships. Like I would never date that kind of girl ever again or like that kind of guy. Right? And sometimes it's even family, you guys. Like I know for a lot of people, family is a really touchy subject. But for me, I don't care if you're blood. Like if you don't add like positivity and like gracefulness and just like love and support to my life and add value, like there's there's no reason like if you're just always negative and you're just always somebody who breaks me down and you're very toxic and everything else like I don't care if we share blood like you like I don't need to be around you it doesn't mean I have to cut you off but it means that I don't need to be you know spending every holiday with you or all my weekends with you or like whatever it is like I can pick and choose like you know how I spend my time with you and how much of my time I spend with you but I really limit access to myself to, for everybody. The, work pay, the workplace, my family, my friends, partners, like whatever it might be, if I feel like you're just taking and taking and taking and you're just like such a negative ball of whatever, like it's not necessarily that I'll cut you out of my life completely. Maybe yes, maybe no, depending. But I'll definitely distance myself, right? Why? Because I have self-awareness and mindfulness of my thoughts and my feelings and my emotions and my triggers. And I don't want to stay in a situation. I'm sure you guys don't either. Like nobody wants to stay in a situation where they feel so shitty. Like not all of life is all butterflies and rainbows. But like if you have the choice of staying in a situation where it's toxic and unhealthy and it makes you feel like shit or walking away from it and being at peace, like, I hope you choose walking away. It doesn't matter what it is. Even if it's your job, if you're like, my office environment is so unhealthy and so toxic that like, I'm so anxious every day. Like, 
find another job. Like find another job or start your own business. Like lean away from that. Like use that as a teaching moment to do something greater, to be somewhere else that's more authentic and in alignment with who you are and what you want. But that takes self-awareness. That takes mindfulness of you, of the situation, of how you feel and being able to process those things and say, okay, like this is not for me and that's okay. On to the next, right? Life is short, you guys. We want to be able to foster a state of heightened awareness and presence with those around us. But in order to do that, we need to practice mindfulness within ourselves. It's super, super, super important. And I know mindfulness, that word gets thrown around so much on social media, but it really, truly is life-changing. And take it from me, like where I was before 2018 was in a really dark, sad, resentful place place because I was holding on to my childhood and my teenage life and everything that happened, everything I went through. And because of that, the people I surrounded myself with at that time were also not that great. They were also not positive and supportive. They were really toxic individuals and they weren't in alignment with the kind of life that I wanted to live. But I had to work on me first to be able to remove myself from that to be able to move myself into a greater space. And I had to really isolate myself for a long time in order to do that work. I'm not saying it's going to take you guys three to four years, yoga retreats, meditation, self-development books, and all that jazz like it took me. But whatever it might be for you, whether it's a month, whether it's a couple of weeks, whether it's a long weekend away, right? Take that time for you to really practice and cultivate that mindfulness so that you can have greater connections, so that way you can have greater experiences that are authentic and in alignment with who you are and where you want to go. That's all I have for today's episode. I hope you guys got value from this. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. If you got value from it, please like, share, and subscribe. And until next time, much love. And that wraps up another episode of Fiercely Fae. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you found this helpful. Make sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already and share this podcast with anyone you think would get value from it. And remember, live life fiercely.